And we lift you up in the name of Jesus. And we love you. We bless you. And we honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. And Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. And Lord, we just give everything over to you, Lord God, so that you can bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Well, God's specialty is the impossible things. Amen. So don't be discouraged because you are in a dry place. Amen. Come on, I feel you. Because <laughs> God can get you out. Amen. Hallelujah. I think the devil is launching his greatest attack on, on true believers because he knows what's coming. Amen. So you have to know. You have to know by the spirit what's going on. So you fight against it. You fight like you've never fought before to stay in the spirit. Amen. Stay because you don't, you know, you didn't come this far to quit. You didn't come this far to let allow it the thief to steal anymore. He who has stolen, let him steal no more. Amen. And so we are fighting back. And you're not just barely making, but making it. But we're fighting from a higher vantage point where we know who we are. We know who God is. We're not afraid. We have power and authority. Amen. And we're fighting from that point from that position amen we've changed our positions amen and so we're not going to allow satan to put us in a, a, a desperate pitiful self-pity you know position because that's not who we are amen but we are uh, people who love the lord people who have been called by god's name people who have uh, power and authority that he's given unto us the keys to the kingdom to bind and to loose. Amen. We have the enemy under our feet. We're going to start acting like it. Amen. Hallelujah. No more fear. No more putting up, just putting up with status quo. You know, no more just letting the enemy run over us. We're not doing that anymore. We're not them anymore. Amen. But we're aggressive people who love the lord know who we are we're not afraid to fight the good fight of faith amen so god specializes in impossible things so we have god with us he's on our side to help us he'll never leave us nor forsake us and so we're not in this battle alone in fact the battle is the lord's but the victory is ours all we have to do is get a word <laughs> a word Woo. would you need a word a word from heaven. Hallelujah. So we need to get into a position of blessing. A position of miracles. A position where God put us. He, he put us in a position for a, a reason. Amen. Amen. Judge God faithful. You know, whatever God, this is what the Lord said to me years ago. He says, whatever I told you in the dark, in the light, believe it in the dark. Amen. When it gets dark and heaven is quiet, you can't hear from God. Remember what he promised you and hold him accountable to it. See, but what we do, we get weak in faith. Well, it's been so long and I messed up and, you know, this thing ain't looking good. And see, but we don't go by how things look. 
We go by what God has promised us in the light. What did he promise you when you were in joy, when you were in peace, when you were excited, you know, when you were believing him? What did he promise you? He promised you what he still, he still promised, and he hasn't changed. We changed because we're growing weak in faith. We don't believe it. You know, it's, uh, Abraham and Sarah was 20 years. Amen. But you know what they did? They changed their positions. They shifted their positions. Amen. You remember, it was a joke to Sarah. I'm going to have a baby. Are you kidding me? Amen. Then she worked her plan B because from where she was sitting, it didn't look like that was possible. But God is a God of impossibilities. His specialty is impossible things. Amen. And he showed Sarah. And after he started to convince her, she changed her thinking. And did God punish her because she was thinking wrong? No. He didn't. He forgave her. And, and he moved on with the promise. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, uh, Ishmael tried to be the one, and he wasn't the one. And he said, throw them out of here. You know, this is a, the promise is going to come from your bloodline. This promise is going to come from your faith. This promise is going to come from your obedience. Amen. This promise is going to come from you doing what God has told you to do, receiving that special word from God to push through and push past this difficult time because really and truly this is the hour that we've been waiting for amen and so we can't go by what it looks like even if it looks bad it looks and it feels like a dry place god is a god that specializes in impossible things and so we need to change our position change it change your position to a position of receiving a position uh, of authority you know jesus is in the right position and we're sitting with him amen and so act like it act like we need to act like it it's like patty was saying this is my amos 9:13 season hallelujah and so the more we say it the more we'll believe it i believe that when we confess the word and we prophesy over our lives the devil runs amen because he don't want to hear it all he wants to hear is self-pity doom and gloom you know oh i want to go back to pharaoh's house because we were full when we were there you know all these kind of things he wants you to go backwards he doesn't want us to take our rightful position in the kingdom of god amen because he knows what's coming victory is coming amen so we need to get in a position of blessings and miracle by trusting God and just judge him faithful. Amen. God, I know you're going to do it. I know you can do it. I know it's done. Amen. It is done in Jesus' name. We must change our mindset to change your position. See, you can't go to a position of authority with a beggar's mindset. Amen. It won't work. And so what we need to change our position means to change the position of how you are thinking. Amen. Start to to think like a winner. To think like you're victorious. You know, if you start to thinking like you've won, then you'll win. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. So we need to change our mindsets and trust God for what we don't see. Trust him for what you don't see. It's easy to trust him for what you see. But trust him what, for what you don't see. Whatever he spoke to you in the light when everything was cool. You know, believe him through the darkness. Amen. 
You know, all he has to do, all you, we have to do is stay with God. Stay with what he's, he's promised us. Stay with what you know. Amen? So we must get rid of our own economy minds. <laughs> Our economy mindset, that Egyptian mindset, the worldly mindset. Amen. What's in your heart? Go with what's in your heart. Don't go with what's, you know, what's popular. Don't go with what the crowd is saying. Don't look at the evidence in the natural. You may not see any. Get rid of the carnal thinking and stop expecting God to come the way we think he's supposed to come. Amen. Change our expectation. Judge God faithful like Abraham did. You know, in the beginning, he didn't believe God. He thought that was a joke. Amen. But then the Bible says he, he uh, staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But he was, he was filled with encouragement and blessings. You know, he started to be encouraged and he was filled with the promises of God. You know, and it wasn't through unbelief, but he started to believe God because he had done everything else and nothing else worked. Don't you feel kind of like you know that by now? <laughs> I know that feels familiar, doesn't it? Amen. And see, the gospel's not going to change. The gospel has never changed, and it's not going to change for us because we may feel like, well, you know, I'm deserving of this, and I just want this one little thing. Gospel won't change. The word won't change. Amen. But if we change, if we change our expectation, get rid of carnal thinking, change our mindset, stop expecting God to come one way. You know, God speaks to a man first one way, then another. He doesn't come the same way all the time. Y'all understand? And so leave yourself open for change, <clears throat> not just for ourselves, but, you know, expect God to come in any form, any way he wants to come. Leave that open for God. Amen? He can come whichever way he wants to come. You know, we need to start living in the uncommon instead of everything being common you know well see the last time god spoke to me he did that and it was god i know it was god when the devil does nothing but put these familiar things and what's that um you know when it's a false false blessing or false sign and wonder it's a false sign and wonder but he he uh works in no but it's um it's a false sign and wonder uh, it's when he, he uh, coincidences, that's what I'm trying to say. And see, because he knows that we're looking for God, that's why I'm looking for confirmation for a specific thing. I'm not looking for God to come the same way. He can if he wants to, but I'm not specifically looking for that particular way. I, but I know one thing, I know he will speak. He will speak, amen. But you can't expect him to come the way he's always come. Be, why? Because he don't have to. And when we do that, we limit God. Amen. See, because it's like, well, God's going to go here and I'm going to see he doesn't give man that kind of control over him. He does not do that. Why? Because he's God and because he don't have to and because he's in control and we're not. In fact, he's trying to take the control from us by not coming the same way all the time. Amen. Because then we'll we'll start feeling like we got it going on. And then we don't want to listen to God and anybody else. 
And so God comes the way he wants to, according to his, uh, his own will. He does what he wants to do, amen? But whatever he does, it's always good. It's always profitable to us. And so don't look for God to come in a specific way because that's how he's been coming. Because I'm telling you, the devil will come in there with something false and make it look like God. Because he knows that you're looking for God to come the same way. You cannot, that's limiting God, putting God in a box. You can't do that. It may be what we want to see, but, you know, God knows when to, when to change. He knows because he knows our thinking. And so he wants us to stay sharp and stay alert. He doesn't want us to become uh, people who know what's going to happen when it happens. That takes really all the pleasure and fun out of God blessing us and surprising us, you know, and us using our expectations. So why would he come the same way all the time? God doesn't do that. Amen. But I, I don't care how he comes, but I know this one thing. He will come. He will speak. He will speak. Amen. And all we need is a word. So we need to get rid of carnal thinking and stop thinking God's going to come one way because he came that way the last time. Change our expectation and judge. Just judge God faithful. Just judge him faithful. Stop putting. And see, that's that's limiting God, putting the limits on God. That's not. You know, expanding our thinking and expanding our expectation. But remember that God specializes in impossible things. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a way of resurrecting dead things. And he brings dead things to life any way he wants to. Amen. As long as he comes through for us, that's all that should matter. And God will not disappoint. That's his word. He will not disappoint us. Amen. Let's go to Romans 10. We can rely on, lean on, trust in, and rely on God. He will not disappoint. We know that. We don't know how he's going to come. We don't know how he's going to work things out. And we're not going to limit God because when we limit God, we put him in a box where he can't move and do what he wants to do. You know, it's like this. A blessing is a blessing is a blessing, however it comes. Amen. However it comes. But do you believe that religious, religious righteousness, religious pride will, wants God to come one way so we can know, so we can be up on it? That's where it is. Well, that didn't go over too well. <laughs> But religious pride always wants God to come the same way because we want to know when he's coming so we can say we know God and we all, you know, it's just, that's, that's, just, that's how pride is, you know. It's sneaky and it's, it's, it's real undercurrent, you know, but this is the way it is. But we have to fight that, amen. Romans 10 verse 11. Hallelujah. Just be open for whatever God wants to do. Okay, 11, it says, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Amen. So I think in in the Amplified, it says, believe in him, whoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed or disappointed. So rely on God. Amen. (coughs) Stick with him. The Bible says to adhere to him. Trust in him. Amen. Let's go back up to verse 10. 
It says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it says here, with the heart one believes. Now, if this works for salvation, it'll work for anything you want from God. Amen. So you see how our heads have to be out of this equation? (laughs) God ain't invited our brains into nothing. He invited our hearts. With our hearts we believe. Amen. And then we start to speak it out of our mouths. This is my Amos 913 season. I am blessed. I am healed. Amen. Hallelujah. I am rich. How could I forget that one? And so with, this is the same, the, same salva- the same faith that got you saved. Believe it or not, it's the same faith you use to get anything from God you want. That means husband too. Amen. Whatever it is, same faith. Amen. By this, by this same faith, we know him. By this same faith, we receive. You believe God for the impossible things. And what's the impossible things? Things unseen. Amen. You know, if you think of it like this, and this is what the Lord was showing me when I was having a struggle, struggling with my faith. He was, told, he was showing me, he says, look at the birds, look at the sea, let there be. He took me back to Genesis. And he says, everything you see, a chair, the wall, a house, everything that you can see was created out of something that you can't see. He said, everything that you can see with your naked eye was created out of something that was spoken. Amen. And so somebody, which was God, had to have faith for what did not exist, but which now exists. And so we have to trust God that he knows what he's doing. Amen. We have to trust God that he's going to bring it to pass. Even if you don't see anything, even if you don't see any change, why does God do this? I believe he likes to surprise us. That element of surprise is what keeps us thanking God, saying, oh, God, you came through for me. Thank the Lord. You know, because if you know what's going to happen, what do we need God for? So in a way, that's a, that is a little prideful because it's like you're taking God out of the equation. Amen. And so some people have moved into a position, well, I just don't care what God does. Yes, you do. Everybody wants good gifts from the Father. <laughs> Every Christmas, somebody wants a gift. Somebody wants a gift. We all want something from God, no matter how detached we try to become. Because, see, what's really going on is you're detaching yourself from God. Because when you try to detach yourself from his promises, you detach yourself from him. Amen. Little by little. Amen. And can we tell at that time? No. We can't tell at that time. But this is what happens. Romans 4. Let's back up to Romans 4. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Let's go. I'm going to read 16. Let's go to 16. 4.16. It says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. 
Amen. In other words, God's already done it. He's already done it. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead. Hallelujah. See, when I told everybody he raises up dead things, but it got real quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> I don't want that day. I don't want, well, get used to it. See, this is the thing. God knows better than us what we need. He knows better than us what's going to make us happy. Amen. He really don't care about our opinion. He just don't. Because he's going to do what's right. He really don't care. But he, let's see, where was I at about raising things from the dead? Okay. It says, 18, 17. Okay, let me read 17. It says, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. God, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So God calls those things that don't exist. I am blessed. I am rich. Amen. This is my Amos 9.13 season. Because it really does exist as far as God is concerned. And the more we call it forth, the more we believe it, the more we change our thinking, change our minds, so that, that those thoughts don't come and try to snatch it back time you get home. Y'all know how it does. And, and make that thing stop talking to you and change your mindset. Amen. Because, see, by Wednesday, we're agreeing with it. Yeah. I guess not. I got to deal with reality. Wasn't that the saying? We just got to deal with reality. And see, by the time the devil gets finished whooping on our heads, we're back to square one again. And then we got to build ourselves back up on Saturday and Sunday. And then we go into Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, we're still saying the right thing. But then here come Friday. And we're back saying, I don't think I want it. And I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> And see, this is, even if what you see is good or bad, even if it's negative, it still has nothing to do with what God's abilities are. Amen. Good or bad, doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. In fact, I have found out it's best not to talk about it when it don't look good. Amen. Hallelujah. Because that's contrary to hope. Because the devil's not going to show you anything good if you quit looking. Just stop looking. Amen. And let God work. Hallelujah. So verse 18. Okay, I just want to say this one more time. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. As though they did. Meaning already. So talk like you already got it. Talk like it already happened because it did. Past tense. It ain't gonna. It didn't say like it's gonna. It says like it exists as though it did. Amen. So just start doing your stuff that you do to prepare. It says, 18, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Amen. And that's us. Amen. 
So he brings dead things alive by, by calling it so. By calling it so. So whatever it is that God has promised you, call it so. Amen. Call it so. Well, if you want to do it in front of you in the privacy of your home, that's great. Look in your mirror and call it so. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. See, once he moved into faith and he understood, okay, it my my body's old. I can't have kids. I'm past that age. But God said, he promised, therefore, I'm not going to say I can't have kids no more. I'm going to say I can. <laughs> so that's why it says being not weak in faith. He changed from being weak to being not weak in faith. Amen. Amen. Because him and Sarah thought this was a big joke. But he, she carried that kid. She repented and she conceived. Because they moved, took them 20 years, but that's okay. But it, they moved from from not thinking that God knew what he was talking about into being not weak in faith. So then he started to stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. He was not uh, halting and stopping, you know, because of unbelief. But it says he he gained, you know, because he started to move in faith and he started to believe what God told him. Amen. So 19 and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He started saying, well, I'm old, but maybe God can do this. Amen. I don't see it. It don't look like it, but maybe God can do this. God wouldn't have promised me and he won't keep bugging me about this. And see, that's one way you know. Uh, this is what the Lord told me. He said, learn to take cues from the devil. From the devil, learn to take cues from the natural. When God won't let you let this stuff go, every time you turn around, there it is. Ain't no way to get rid of it but to trust God in this. And because that is coming, that's God. He's not going to let you let it go. I know. I know. I wish we could. <laughs> but we just can't. Because he's going to bug us until that day they put us in down and we go home in glory. Amen. It's not going anywhere. A promise never leaves. And there was God still telling Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. I know he wanted God to just drop it. Amen. But, you know, just let me do my own thing. <laughs> but it don't work like that. Because your own thing ain't going to work for you. Because God's not going to let it. It's not supposed to. Because he has the best for you. Amen. And honey, when the time get closer for that thing to come, he's going to keep spoiling and spoiling and spoiling your plan B's. C, D, E, and F. They're gonna, they're gonna, you'll see them start caving in quicker. That's what I'm trying to say. Can I get an amen? <laughs> And then they'll finally start backfiring real hard in your face. He'll start letting you feel the the pain from your clever ideas. You understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Feel the pain. 
because he means for you to and see this is just a, a sample of how much god loves us man he want to get the promise to us so bad he just want us to get our act our attitude it's attitude it's nothing but attitude he wants us to get our attitudes together so that he can do what he's planned to do from the beginning amen in 20 it says and he did not waver or stagger at the promises of god through unbelief but was strengthened by faith giving glory to god giving glory to god giving glory to god and being fully convinced or fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform and so you just got to start saying god if you keep telling me this i know you can do it you're able to perform it and and what that does that takes the limits off god you know and that starts to help god in this situation you're doing your you're in your rightful position god has always been in his rightful position and he says well let's get this show on the road amen so god will strengthen our faith he will help us in every way he can because he's able to perform god's not running from his promises he's not running from anything amen he's waiting on us and we ain't waiting on him anymore (laughs) hallelujah therefore it was accounted to him for as righteousness why because he gave thanks and he and he judged god faithful amen he who hoped against hope so that he may become the father of many it was like okay god whatever you want me to be that's what i am and it why did he believe it because it was spoken it was already spoken and so he became not weak in faith and that's where we're going not weak in faith hallelujah (laughs) but see when we get excited we are moving into ex uh, expectation and that's the ingredient that we need to move this thing forward amen i am the righteousness of christ you know i'm seated in heavenly places with christ jesus i have power and authority over the devil you know i am a blessing coming in going out our confession is so important amen so we may trust god even when heaven is silent amen and recite back what he's told you what was spoken that's all you know so believe in the dark what he's told you in the light you know when things look good when you were excited when you were rah 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 i'm doing this thing if you think about that long enough that'll put us to shame Mm -hmm. you know we wanted the word and we wanted god and we wanted his promise and we were excited about it and now it's the old dry bones you know so believe what god believe what he told us when we were for it you know yeah god's gonna do that you got to believe that way because nothing changed nothing changed but us (laughs) how we're thinking you know what we're doing you know this disappointment and all of these things the devil throw us throw at us and but nothing's changed but us god's word is his promise is still the same and it ain't going nowhere you can't pray it away you hey been there done all of that you can't make it go away you can't wait it out you can't do none of that all you can do is thank god 
and believe on him that it, who spoke that word and trust in it and judge him faithful because he who spoke that word is faithful and just to bring it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to trust God. Get rid of the old mindset. That's what's really wrong. Amen. God specializes in impossible things. We need to tell ourselves that every day. Your faith is the key to your victory. So expect God to do the impossible because he he specializes in impossible things. So if that's his specialty, why are we doubting him? He specializes in impossible things. We need to start go back to the note cards. Remember the cards, Bart? And the little pieces of paper all over the lampshade. Mine turned yellow and curled up. Amen. I should have made new ones. Um, but I'm still believing. That's right, Baba. I'm still believing. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God is not a, a man that he should lie. You know, he's God Almighty, and he's already created. This word was created on the inside of him before it ever was spoken out. So whatever he spoke to us in, in the light, believe it when it's dark. Yeah. Amen. You have to speak to yourself, talk to yourself. Amen. I'm sure Abraham and Sarah did it all the time until that thing became uh, a manifest on the inside. See, you can't you can't have what you can't see. And if you can't see it, and I don't mean seeing it in the natural, I mean seeing it on the inside of you. Amen. See, faith sees something before it comes. Faith sees it on the inside. You know, God can paint you a picture of what's to come if you will receive it. Amen. Well, you know, that's just being, uh, you know, not not dealing with reality. You know, every um, new age person is going to talk about reality. And I learned to say, well, what? that's your reality. That's not mine. Amen. <laughs> My reality is God's reality. <laughs> I got tired of that. We have to deal with reality. And they don't even know what reality is. Amen. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. Reality is whatever God said. 1 Corinthians 15. 57. We already have victory. It's already spoken, so we have to connect the dots and remember it. If you have to write it down again and go through that rehearsal in front of the mirror. But it's time. It's that time because, you know, we're in the season of receiving our blessing. Amen. And so the devil's going to do everything because he knows his time is short, but moreover, he knows that if he's studied us for so many years and he knows if he keeps saying certain things in a certain way, we, we won't kick it out. So that's think, he's thinking that. But we need to shock him by believing God and receiving the word and tell the devil, I don't have to see it. You know, because I already see it on the inside. It's on the inside of me. I don't have to see anything in the natural. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you know if you're real or not. 
Amen. If you see it on the inside without seeing it on the in the natural, because if you keep looking in the natural for what's not visible, it ain't visible. That's a good one. It ain't visible, and it ain't and it ain't visible on purpose. <laughs> it ain't visible on purpose. Amen. Let there be light. It was dark. The the Bible says the the Bible says that the earth was dark and void. Wasn't nothing there. And he created it by the same mouth that he's telling us what he's going to do. Same God, same mouth, same power. So what's the problem? I wish I hadn't wasted so many years. You understand what I'm saying? Same creative let. Same creative let. Hallelujah. Nothing's changed. You see why God don't change nothing? He don't have a need to change anything. He doesn't have a need because he knows what he's doing. Let's see, where am I at? 1 Corinthians 15, 57. And it says, but thanks be to God. Um, I thought I wanted to do 56. Well, let's stay with 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've already, see, this is something we already have been given. Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren, that's me and you, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Are y'all here today? Now, now I just want to go back and, and pick this apart, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord and Savior. So he's given us the victory. And then it says, therefore, you see 58 is connected to 57. Therefore, because of what God said in 57, he's already given us the victory through Jesus Christ. So be steadfast. No reason not to be steadfast. No reason not to be immovable. No reason not to be abounding in the work. In other words, go do what God told you to do in the process. And don't get bitter. Amen. Go do God's work. Go get somebody saved. Go share. You know, share Christ. Be busy for God because still what you invest in the kingdom, he'll exceed it and give it back to you. That's an investment, a heavenly investment, is when you minister to people. So in other words, it's saying, go do that, because that's already taken care of. You ever, you ever wanted to hear, like you get a word from a prophet, you want to hear on that main thing that's bugging you, and you don't hear nothing. You know why? It's already done. How many times you want him to speak? I learned that, and I was saying, hmm, why he don't say nothing to me about that? And I would get so mad. Why he don't say many years? And when he finally told me, I don't speak on things that's done. <laughs> so, I, so I stopped going by what it looked like. What it looked like. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't going to do He's not going to do that. He's just don't. He don't. He's not going to speak on that because it's already, it's already spoken. Amen. He's already, so all we have to do, we already got victory. That's what seven is. We already have victory in that area. 
And you know what? I started in latter years. I started saying, I hope we don't say nothing because I can't deal with no changes. I just got used to this. Don't want no changes. And he never says it because that is done. He says, I've taken care of that. Now, if new things come up concerning that, he'll say, I'll work that out. Don't minor setback. Don't worry about that. That's done. I'm done with that. So this is why verse 58 says, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of our Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. In other words, he's going to bless you for what you are doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So and don't even be don't even fear death because death. See, victory, death has no sting. Okay, it's up in 55. It says, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? See, victory took care of death. Death is not a threat anymore. We have victory over that. Amen. That's why that's there. And it's saying get on to the, to the business of being steadfast, immovable, being a rock, not changing on God every five minutes, staying out of anger disappointment you know being the victim and all of this stuff it just don't wash anymore amen see when we were immature that stuff was okay and god comforted us you notice he don't do that no more (laughs) amen (laughs) let's go to proverbs 3 He's saying, you grow up, you you off the milk, you on the meat now. I don't have to hold your hand every time some disappointing thing comes along. Get over it. Amen. Get back in your word. Go back to the last place where you were blessed. This is the things that God tells us. Proverbs 3, verse 5, familiar verse. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own. That's, that right there should be in brass or bronze or gold. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. Have faith. Because worry is the opposite of faith. So it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be steadfast, immovable, unstoppable. That's what that's your thing, because that's the position that God is dealing with us from. And but we don't deal with the devil with from that position. See, when God deals with us, he speaks to us from a a priestly position of authority. Then when we turn around and go from God, we like. I'm just tired. Just I, I hate that I ever did that. You know, and catch myself when I try to ease back into that mode. I'm like, that ain't for me no more. I'm not. Uh-uh. Because, see, it takes you a long time to get out of those valleys. I'll call them valleys. Amen. Did we finish? Let's see. Verse 6. Okay, we did that in all the ways acknowledging. Verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. That's called pride. That means you you know what you want to do, and you don't want the devil. I mean, you don't want God knowing your business or the people of God knowing your business because you know what's good for you. That's pride, and it comes before the fall. 
Many have fallen like that. You know, they want to write their own book. And it just ain't going to work like that. Fear the Lord. You see where it says fear the Lord? Now, why would it tell you don't be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil? Because that's pride is evil. And pride is when you don't fear the Lord. You don't have reverence for God because you your own God. You calling the shots. That's what that is. Look it up in any translation you want to. Maybe you can get a revelation. Amen. And then verse 8 says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. What? If you don't be wise in your own eyes, you get out of pride. Notice it says health to your flesh. Hint, hint. Amen. And that's just the way it is. I wish it wasn't, but that's the way it is. So pride will keep eating at you until something will bring you down. So it's saying your health. It's just the way it is. Strength to your bones. Your strength comes back to your bones when you get rid of that prideful attitude. Strength comes. Honor the Lord. Then it tells you to honor the Lord with your possessions. That means so you can sow yourself. There is a way you can get out of this trouble. Sow your way out. <laughs> sow yourself out of trouble. Amen. That's what it's saying. you in trouble. I'm giving you the opportunity for those who have ears to hear. Verse 9. Verse 7 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Get out of pride. Verse 9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase. So that your, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with wine. And do not despise the chastening of the Lord. There it is again. That's connected to verse 7. He going back and saying, and don't, you know, don't despise the chastening of the Lord. Because pride hates to be chastised. Pride hates direction. Pride knows everything. Pride does not pride. Because see, the devil is, is crazy because he tells one person that you know everything. Now, you know, that's, that's just what he does. I ain't going to go no further. For them that believe and humble themselves, you will eat the good of the land. But it says so that your vats will not your vats will flow overflow with new wine and don't despise the dis- he's repeating himself that's really the repeating verse 7 in other words get out of pride in verse 7 and verse 11 says and don't despise this don't despise being told what your problem is that's what that is nor detest his correction for whom the lord loves he corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Amen. But happy is, then he tells people, this is wisdom. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. <laughs> you know, I, I used to just, you know, when I come from the Baptist church, and what they do is they read a lot of one-liners, any religious church. They're one-liners. Amen. Not trying to put nobody down. Just telling you, I was a part of that. And before that, I was a Catholic. Bite on that one. 
And so there's a lot of one-liners and there's not a lot of revelation into the whole message of what God is saying. Amen. And I was so thankful when God started telling me when I would be in the Word. He said, uh-uh, don't, don't stop reading. Because, see, I was so used to doing that. He says, no. He says, one scripture, you know, explains the, the next or enhances the, the understanding. You know, you don't, you don't pick, and that's called picking it apart. I like that when I like verse 6. I don't like 7 through 10. Amen. But verse 13 says, happy is the man that finds wisdom. So if you, in other words, God is saying, I'm throwing that at you. Did you catch it? And if you did, happy is the man. In other words, wisdom will make you happy when you get out of the, from under the law. Because really that's the law, going back to the law. Amen. Putting yourself back under it. And then people say, they under the law. Mm -mm. You put yourself under there. Amen. You know, disobedience always puts you somewhere goofy. It just does. But happy is the man that finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding. For her her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. And her gain... Then find gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare to her wisdom. Amen. Now look at this, 16. Her length of days is in her right hand. See, if you have wisdom and not go on your own knowledge, then you'll live long time. Because it's saying here the length of days is at her right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. In other words, I'm rich. Amen. I'm blessed. (laughs) Amen. 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, not worry, discouragement, upset, all of this other stuff. But her ways, wisdom's ways is pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. You have peace. Well, I got peace, that false, remember that saying? That used to be a saying back in the day, I got peace about it. You know, that's when, they, you know what that is? That's a false covering for, for what? You got it. That's a false covering for pride. That's what that is. I got peace about it. Okay. And see, and, and God will show that to you because he is not going to ever let you let that go. He's, he's going to keep knocking, knocking, knocking until he get that thing dealt with. Amen. So that's false pride. I mean, that's false peace, you know, that false thing. And it, and, and it is no peace. There's no peace but the peace that God gives you. Amen. And all her paths are peace. When you have wisdom, when you have understanding, that's peace. 18 says, and she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Once you take hold of wisdom, that's a tree of life. It extends your life because 16 says the length of days is in her right hand and riches is in the other. I love it. Amen. Once you get wisdom, happier are all those who retain her, keep her. Because, see, here comes some numbskull you talk to and then you let them do a a, a 15-minute work on your brain and then you've let lady wisdom go and you right back in your own wisdom and you can't you and then going nowhere quick 
Amen. Now, is the devil going to let you know you're going nowhere quick? No, because he's going to tell you you're cool. That you're doing everything right. But that's just not true. Amen. So, verse 19 says, The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. heavens, And by his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the clouds dropped down the dew. All because of wisdom. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. And it all started with let it be, let there be, that, that creative let that was spoken. Don't, don't dislike what's spoken. Amen. Because you can't get rid of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. 21, my son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so that so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. And then you will walk safely, safely in your way. And your foot will not stumble. And when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and and will keep your foot from being caught in that snare. Hint, hint. <laughs> See, that's wisdom. Wisdom keeps your, your, it's like this wisdom keeps your failure to a minimum. Amen. It keeps your failure to a minimum. Amen. Because wisdom comes from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, 19 against this, the Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, his estab- he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the clouds dropped the dew. And my son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Oh, I read all of this before. And then you will walk safely in your way. Walk safely in your way. And your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Verse 25 says, do not be afraid of the terrors, for the Lord will be your confidence. And will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those who, whom it is due. When it is in the power of your hand to do so. Amen. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back. No, i give you that cup of sugar tomorrow when you got it today. When you have it with you. Do not despise evil against your neighbor. Devise evil against your neighbor. For he dwells by you for safety's sake. Amen. Amen. Do not strive with a man without a cause. And if he has done you no if he has done you no harm. Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked not us god is your friend he is not against you amen (laughs) but he blesses the house of the just see he is our friend surely he scorns the scornful but gives grace to the humble the wise shall inherit glory but shame shall be the legacy of fools amen 
Hallelujah. So we want to trust God. If it's spoken, if he said it, it's good, it's gold. Amen. So what God wants us to do is receive it with gladness. Amen. Stop fighting against what God is trying to do. <laughs> Amen. You know, when, when um, Joseph was in the pit, I'm sure he saw no way out. Amen. But do you think he stopped praying? Amen. He kept expecting God to get get away from him, a way of escape. And God did that. Amen. You know, because he went from the pit. See, it don't take faith to get in the pit. It takes faith to go to the palace. Amen. <laughs> he used his faith to get in the palace. But see, he was in the pit. But see, he remembered what was spoken to him in the light when things were good. He didn't dismiss that because he was in the pit. God didn't mean that. Look at where I am. He stayed with God. He says, God, I know there's some break for me in this. And he went from, he was in the pit. He became the boss. And then, you know, the boss man, the big boss. Amen. And, yeah, in the pit. <laughs> And so, you know, the pit, when God's with you, the pit ain't a bad place. (laughs) As long as he is with you, amen. Uh, Joseph kept expecting God to come through for him, and he didn't give up. Amen. He probably hoped against hope. When there was nothing to hope for, he was probably saying, I know you ain't going to leave me in here. But he wasn't complaining. He watched the complaining. He watched the murmuring. Amen. And he just said, God, and he did good wherever he was. You know, he made the best of a bad situation. And he didn't rebel against God. Amen. Because he didn't deserve to be there. Amen. I don't want to go there, but you're going to get some stuff that you don't deserve. See, that's what keeps you messed up. Because that was my biggest thing for many. Well, I didn't do nothing. Well, I didn't do nothing. See, a victim. You can't be the victim forever. And always, you know, critiquing what somebody else that hurt you did. Let them people go free. Amen. Because they ain't thinking about what they did anyway. (laughs) You know, sin or sin. And they don't think about consequences. But you know what? God will drive them to their knees. So just be on God's side. Stay with God. Quit taking. Quit keeping score. And stay with God. Amen. Amen. We need to be able to see our victory with our the eyes of our heart. Everybody wants to see something in the natural. But see it with the eyes of your heart. Amen. You know when you are seeing it with the eyes of your heart is when you start expecting God to come through for you. I don't know what you're doing, God, but I know you got something planned for me. It's better than what's going on now. Because you see your victory. You see yourself coming out. Amen. See, when Joseph was dreaming, he was dreaming of being somebody. He said, my brothers won't recognize me, but I'm going to lord all over them. He had dreams of being somebody big, not in a pit, in jail. (laughs) That was not his dream. Amen. And so you have to, even though if if God's given you a a promise or if he's given you, if you have dreams of whatever, I I don't put a lot of stock in that's not how God works with me, but this, you know, I'm not putting that down. But 
I'm just saying this. Whatever you're, you're believing God for, whatever that promise is, you cannot go by how things look. Because the promise has not been touched by things in the natural. So that's not changing anything. Amen. God still said it. He spoke it forth before the very foundations of the earth. He has not changed. He won't change. The promise is still good. So no matter what you see, you have to condition your mind to not go sour on you. Amen. And always remember what God spoke to you when things were good and when you was, you know, excited. And, yeah, God, I'm, I'm going to do that. And you're going to bless me. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait on you and, and all these things. And then when time get a hold of us, we change. Change on God. <laughs> But you have to remember, whatever he spoke to you in the light when things were good, when dark comes, nothing's changed. That word is still good, amen? It's time for you to put out what you have, what's on the inside of you, amen? So we may, you, you have to be able to see your victory on the inside of you, amen? And we can still hear. We can still hear God and operate in faith and expectation and in hope because that that victory is on the inside of you amen Amen. you know and this is why um who's that had a prosperous soul joseph had a prosperous soul see his victory was on the inside of him he wasn't looking in the natural you know he's running for his life and sometimes you have to do that flee fornication and you know and don't look for some of these things to comfort you see he could have allowed that to comfort him because he was in jail for nothing in a bad situation but he didn't do that he ran for his life because he wanted to stay true to god because he had a dream he had something written you know on the inside of his heart and he wasn't giving that up for a few minutes of pleasure amen he wasn't he wasn't going to let all of that go because he had been too far with God. And so God, is his specialty is impossible things. And so we have to not take that uh, dignity away from God. And that's what I believe we do. And it doesn't honor God when we're saying, so to speak, you can't do that for me. You made a promise and you can't give it to me. And so I'm just, I let it go. Because it's not like what you said. And that's a dishonor to God. Because he, he has already done it. What you talking about? <laughs> He's looking at us like, they so crazy. They so crazy. Because they're, it's like, hey, knucklehead, you don't hear. You don't hear. You know, and so he's saying it's already done. Amen. All right, I got a couple more scriptures for you. Luke one thirty one. And all of you know the story of Mary. Maybe I ought to turn there too. Luke one thirty one. How are we on time, Miss Tanya? Oh, okay. Well, I'm doing good. Hallelujah. And there was this angel. You remember the story when the angel came to tell Mary, you're going to conceive a son. And she says, how will this be? Because I know not a man. Amen. And so God sent an angel to her to reveal these things to her. And the way he caught her attention was he says, and your cousin Elizabeth 
is is pregnant with a child too, a boy too. And then she went to see her her cousin Elizabeth, and sure enough, you know. And so she says, "I know. See, God will give you a confirmation His way, Amen. And He'll tell you something that man know not. It's just between you and God." And so, uh, well, let's read it in thirty one, Luke one thirty one. There's something in there I believe God was showing me. It says in verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be of no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I know not a man? Now see, she's reasoning. That's called reasoning. And 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. I love that. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. So Elizabeth is doing this, Sarah. There's another miracle. Amen. So, see, he's telling her something that was impossible, and that's what God specializes in, impossibilities. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I'm sure Mary said, I got to go see that. So verse 41 says, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. In 42, I'll read that. It says, Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is, the, why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come for me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped from my womb with joy. And 45 says, Blessed is she who believes for their will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Same deal with me and you. There will be a fulfillment of those things that was told to you by the Lord. Amen. No different. What's the difference? Amen. God is in the God of impossible. He's in this, the business of impossible things. So it doesn't see God with God. There's no big miracle and no little miracle. It's just a miracle to him. Amen. No different. Amen. So we need to condition our thinking for a miraculous and the uncommon. We're so used to God coming a certain way. Or sometimes we just want him to come a certain way. Because see, it's like this. We're trying to prove something to ourselves that we hear from God and we know we we know God too and we hear from God too and so we try to wrap our thoughts around how God is supposed to do this thing amen and then when that doesn't work we go to something else and something or some other excuse but you know it's it's going to come how God wants it to come you know, the important thing to me, I, I, I divorce myself from all of that stuff. 
and and I'm so thankful that the important thing to me was that God do it. I don't care how. I don't care how. I don't care who he uses. I don't care. Amen. All I care about is the word was spoken. It's a good word. I'm trusting God with it, and he'll bring it to pass. It's already done. Amen. So there's nothing for me to do but to go along with what God's doing, you know, and come out of crazy. Amen. Because that's what, you know, these kind of things will drive you nuts if you let them. Amen. And so we need to condition our thinking. You know, we should think miraculous. You know, we, we should think uncommon. God can come in and give him permission to come any kind of way he wants to. Because he's the one that started this and he's going to finish it. You know, he doesn't have to come a specific way to please us. Amen. Amen. All you need is a word from God. The last thing I'm going to talk about is in Second Kings 3. 2 Kings 3. And in Second Kings 3, it's a story, uh, well, you know, Ahab's the end of Ahab and uh, Jezebel's reign and their son, a, uh, what's his name, Jael, J, J, what's his name, J, what's his name, Jael, I think, I know, but I'll get to that, but Second Kings 3. And he, he was a bad king, he wasn't even good, because look who's footprint he followed you know his parents didn't have any wisdom and they were evil and you know haters of God and and so he found himself in a bind where he was in uh, war he was uh, with the Moabs or Moabites and so he enlisted uh, Jehoshaphat and, and another king uh, the king, I think, of Edom, and he needed them to come against the the Moab uh, Moabite army, and so you know he was calling the kings up. You with me? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, we got your back. My horses are your horses. My weapons are your weapons. But this is the thing about it. I don't care how much manpower he had. He still needed God. Yeah. And so what they said is, let's go. Uh, he said. Let's, he was asking around, and somebody told him, well, you know what? He says, I need a word from the Lord. Now, it's funny how sinners know they need God, but they don't want to serve him. I don't want to serve him, but I need a word. And so somebody knew that Elisha was Elisha's boy. They said, yeah, he served him his food and washed his feet and everything. So he's, you know, call him. And so they did, and Elisha got a word from God for them. Amen. So let's read. And the sound forgot what scripture it was. I hope I wrote that down. Well, let's start at 15, 2 Kings 3, 15. And it says here, but now bring me a musician. Okay, so I want to go back a little bit. Okay, let's go to 10, and we can get a little bit more out of it. It says, And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. It says, But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king said to Israel, said of Israel, um, answered, 
and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. He says, and Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. See, sinners know what's, what's, they know who to call. Do they want to serve? No. Do they want to make that sacrifice? No. But they know who to call. And that's, that's pretty profound, don't you think? And it's good that they know. It's good that we stick out like that, you know. Because sinners can see the blessings on you. They see your uh, attachment to God and how you live. It's very important that people knew that Elisha was God's man. So it says in 13, when Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? (laughs) Go to the prophets of your father. That's what I'm thinking. Go to the the God that you serve. What you bothering me for? I don't know you. Go to the prophets of your father and your mother. See, because they know those prophets are dead. It says, but the king of Israel said to him, no, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hands of Moab. And so, let's see, did he say God has, wait a minute, I'm just reading. So anyway, this was the thought. Remember when the children of Israel said, God brought us in this wilderness so we could starve. We want to go back to Pharaoh's house. Where the attitude with these three kings was, God led us out here. God didn't lead them out there, number one. They don't even know him. But their gods led them out here. But they're saying, so that the Moabites can defeat us. So this is the attitude that they have. And this is why they need a word from the true and living God. Let's go to 14. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely there is not, uh, wait a minute, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. In other words, you better be glad he called me Jehoshaphat because I wouldn't talk to y'all. Amen. (laughs) And that's why they went to him and said, you know, can you help us out? 15 but now bring me a musician then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the lord came upon him and he said thus saith the lord make this valley full of ditches for thus saith the lord you shall not see when this is for all of us who want to see something in the natural you won't see wind nor shall you see rain Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. Are y'all here today? In other words, words, people who are always looking, want to see something in the natural, that's not faith. Amen. Stop trying to see something in the natural, because you won't see it. You know what you'll do? You'll start fighting in the natural. Because you start fighting that thing that you see instead of praising God and thanking him for what you know. And you know what was spoken. You know what the promise is. Okay, thank you. And so he's, they start. And so this is good revelation. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's see. Which, where am I at? Okay. 
and so 18 says and this is a simple matter in the sight of the lord you see he specializes in impossible things it's a simple thing so he will also deliver the moabites into your hand also you shall attack every fortified city every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and and stop up every spring so in in other words let's go down to verse um, 20 now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of edom and the land was filled with water and when all the moabites heard the kings had come up to fight against them all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered see they they got scared 22 then they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water now listen to this this is how god is the the let's see early in the morning the sun was shining on the water and the moabites saw the water on the other side of the as red blood because see that was a reflection of the sun because don't forget it was dry it was they were in a in a dry valley and when they prayed they got a word through elisha from god and he told them what to do then war he said dig ditches dig dig some ditches and then the ditches were filled up amen because they were in a dry place and so this is all i think what i want to say is this is all god wants he wants to fill up our dry places amen amen but you got to dig them ditches in other words you have to make a place for god to put something refreshed and restore you gotta amen you gotta make a place for him to pour in just like he told that widow he says go and borrow vases you know water pots and and keep pouring and the more she poured in the more uh oil was there you gotta have you have to prepare a place where this new wine is gonna go because it certainly can't go in the old wine skins in other words it cannot go in the same old thought process how you're thinking you can't you you got to stop you have to make yourself stop you got to get in the word and get refreshed so that god can pour in more of him amen and so he wants to fill our dry places he wants to restore us and refresh us only if we would let him only if we would let him only if he would we would prepare ourselves for what god has for us amen because see he didn't even let these sinners down because they were connected to to the godly people and so how much more won't he do for his people who are coming in here praying and doing everything that you know to do come out of disbelief amen come out hallelujah it's already done it is already we all see you have to know that you have victory because you know it by the inside how you you know how you relate to god on the inside you know and if you've been um praying and and if your hope is in him then you don't have a problem with what he's doing if your hope is in him amen we need to understand amen your final outcome is good amen because god specializes in impossible things and so don't look don't try to see what your victory is you'll never see it in the natural this is something that you have to understand and know on the inside and it's not a big you don't have to be a scholar to understand your victory amen just get with god and start to trust him and judge him faithful 
He is faithful and just. Amen. He's a good God. And he in your expected end is going to turn out how you expect it to be. It's going to come the way you expect. Are y'all here today? All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we love you and we exalt you, Father. And we lift you up in the name of your son, Jesus. Thank you for victory, Lord. Thank you for what's already spoken. Thank you that you've done a great work. And we believe your word. And we stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. But we've grown strong in faith, Lord, just judging you faithful and trusting you that everything that you, your hands touch, Father, we have, um, it's a great reward and we trust whatever it is that you've touched. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody that needs prayer? I can pray with you before we, before we leave. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just worship you and we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just worship the Lord a little bit.